What's up, guys? I'm your host, Trevor Briggs, and welcome back to the Wellness Biz Secrets Podcast, where we interview real wellness clinic and med spa owners who are in the trenches and discover more about their business, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Today, we have Jonathan, who is the owner at Float Light.
Hey, what's going on, Jonathan? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Nice mic. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the same one. Yep. I also have the uh, the Rodecaster Pro, uh, which is right. a really, really decent mixer uh, for podcasting. And other yeah. things. Do, you, do you do? I'm sorry. What was that? Do podcasts or have you done a podcast before? Oh, yeah. Well, I host a podcast. I'm also the uh, uh, I'm, I'm the chair of the Outreach and Education Committee and board member for the Flotation Tank Association of. Uh, well, actually, we are just North America, but I guess we represent the world because there is only one. So, yeah, I do. I do the content curation and hosting of those particular events. Um, oh, very nice. Which is pretty important, actually, because it's kind of helping educate um, the industry in particular. So, um, yeah. for our business too, or for my business, I should say, I also do a lot of like, hold on one second. I do a lot of, uh, um, like, um, I do a live show where I stream on Facebook. We call it the floating light live. It's just a fun thing that we do. And then, uh, cool. a couple other things too. So nice. So you're busy. You're, you're all over the place on digital side of it though. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to, uh, your colleague, I also mentioned, um, you know, and, and, and I try not to do have a conflict between the two, because obviously I am, I'm representing a nonprofit organization with the flotation tank association, but, um, I also have a marketing agency, um, nice. where, uh, I help, I guess, float centers in particular, but I'm very content specific. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't try to branch off too far. Um, yeah. but, you know, I, this is not the only business I have. Let me just put it to you there. I also own a car yeah. wash. Um, so very, it's nice. very different. Um, and, uh, I have the spa float center and yeah. What was your lot. first business? What was the first thing you opened? Um, so I started off actually in graphic design, videography, and photography. Um, so I guess you could say it's I come from the marketing world mostly. Yeah. Or IT and marketing. You know, I guess you could also say that um I have a little bit of a um an IT background. Uh, so, you know, for my business, I know it seems like I'm a jack of all trades. A lot of people tell me this, but uh, I wrote, I write custom software too, which I don't sell. Um, but for my business, I, I, uh, I, I programmed like our own complete CRM. So that from you know, call recordings uh, to automated texting um, and that whole entire system uh, to, you know, pre-parsed guest registrations uh, that utilize, you know, a online forum, um, you know, and, and my website, WordPress and a lot of what that does. And uh, yeah, so people that seen it, they're like, you should, you should sell that. But, you know, I, <laughs> you just don't want to. Well, no, it's not that. It's that, you know, I'll tell you this. If, if there's one thing that I'm not good at, mm -hmm. it's marketing my own particular products for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, because it's different, like marketing for yourself is a lot different than marketing for other people, especially if it's like you're marketing for like a float center or something like that. It's not as, I don't know. It feels different when you're just marketing another company versus trying to market yourself directly. Um, yeah. 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 No, you're right. You offer. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I'm, and I know that you, you guys are, 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 are an agency. You help, you know, with businesses, yeah. you probably understand this, but as a graphic designer, 
you know, there's like this idea of specific performance and like, obviously I can perform, I can do what the client asks for, but like when they start sending me back revisions and I, I, I definitely can make those corrections, but I'll invest so much time into this thing where the cost that I initially quoted. Yeah. And I could say, well, it's going to cost this much for another revision. So like I specialize yeah. particular in, in vector art, like, so illustrator. Um, so and I've yeah, and I've yeah. made logos and stuff for people, and and usually they turn out pretty good. And you know I have a whole por 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 portfolio, but like, you know what I found, and this is very true for me. Like I, I would definitely, I always tell um, other float centers, I'm like, you should find a marketing agency. Like you can't do everything alone. Um, yeah, you know, sure. run your ads. Some you know if you're especially Facebook ads, there's a lot you can do with that um, in Google. But uh, you know, like you know, just you got to invest that money. But for me, I've I've always been the type that I guess, you know, if I find a system, I'll try to figure it out myself and then I'll just run with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way, same exact way. Cause we, we obviously run, we do paid out marketing and stuff for um, like crowd therapy, those type of facilities. Yeah. And we used to do websites. That was actually originally. And then I hated it because exactly what you said is like, you quote somebody, you develop the whole website. It looks great. It works great. It's functionally perfect. And they're like, no, like we need this, this, and this. And then you spend another two hours and then it just like feels like it never ends. And then six months later, they're like, oh, we need to like revamp this entire page. And I'm like, no, like, I don't, I don't want to well, do that. The thing about websites too, you know, it depends what platform you're working in, you know, mm -hmm. but like, uh, you know, if you're familiar with WordPress, like, yep. you know, everything updates all the time yeah. and there is going to be the inevitable date where the client will call you and be like, Hey, this thing broke and it's, well, you had to update WordPress and, update it. Yeah. you know, especially if you like injected any custom CSS code or anything in there or something that, that changes like some style or, or even worse yet, like some custom scripting, you know, then it breaks. Yeah. But do you guys, do you do like uh, Facebook marketing and stuff for the float centers that you work yeah. with, or is that more the design? What kind of stuff do you do for them? Yeah. So you can actually see a series of videos. So, um, on, and, and I, I just didn't have a platform to put it on. So I put it on float lights one, but if you go to youtube.com slash float light, um, you'll see, uh, a numerous content, you know, we've been very successful on there. We have one video that we, you know, it's not our content, I'll be honest, but it's, it's taken from 1997 sim episode of the Simpsons. It's got almost 4 million views. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we've actually monetized on YouTube. <laughs> so wow. It's cool. Yeah. Cause the ad, you know, so I have a little bit of insight into like the, uh, like the partnership program and stuff like that, but, um, it's, it doesn't make a ton of money, but it's kind of yeah. cool to see, like, I usually just take the money that Google gives me and then put it back into Google ads, but um, <laughs> yeah, just pay right? back. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I'm already spending like 500 bucks a month on Google ads, but, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So on, on that, YouTube page, there's actually a series of videos. It's, it's specifically called how to, how to, I think it's called how, how to do float, uh, Facebook ads for float centers. Gotcha. Uh, so if you get a chance, you can watch it, but it was, yeah, watch it. it was uh, recorded similar to this kind of setup where it was a live stream, but we did yeah. it. My buddy who is a uh, filmmaker videographer, he had like multiple cameras and everything just wanted to see what we could do with like zoom to, to do something professional like this. And, uh, so we did this like little Facebook ads and I was just talking about, you know, I was basically going through the basics. I'm, I was talking about like, what does it look like? What is, how does remarketing and retargeting yeah. work? And like, what kind of content, what kind of data do you need to make that happen? So, yeah. you know, I was explaining to people and I believe this was right before, uh, 
the uh, the issue iOS. iOS 14. Yeah, exactly. Now there are ways around that, as you may know. But but what we were doing before was we were taking the pixel visitors that stayed on a page for X amount of time mm-hmm. that may have clicked on something. And then we would turn that into a custom audience and say, those are hot leads, right? Because those yep. are the people who spent time there. And then we would put an offer in front of them. And that usually helped, that helped a ton of float centers. And I was actually giving away this information for free, yeah. but it didn't, but it, but there were people out there that were like, this is too far over my head regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They, you, they could do it, but they, they don't have the skill set, and it's going to end up taking them hours and hours and hours to do. Right. And, and, you know, I had people contacting me like, Hey, can I hire you this, that, but that that's, I actually had other people in the float industry where I was like, well, this person I think was Alex Greco. He ran a place called max. He, he, he started off his ad agency, another age, a sub agency called maximum floats to try to help float centers. He didn't stay around long. Um, because the industry, their industry struggles. Like people, they get burned, you know, by an ad agency yep. when they, especially when they become an, a, a personality in the industry. And it's like, I don't know if this guy is good or not, but I guess it's time we need a new one. <laughs> if you're looking, like I said, if you're looking for an industry that, you know, you might be able to offer services to, I would definitely say um, the float industry. But, you know, like I said, you know, they, they really want somebody that's trustworthy and that cares. That's the yeah. biggest thing in that. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, charge that doesn't do sketchy stuff like, you know, yeah, for sure. So yeah, like, that's always that's always hard to find um, because like do especially marketing in like cryo slimmings, those like cryo sculpting, uh, all that types of things. Like there's a lot of people that market those um, because it's an easy return on investment, right? Like you can charge two thousand dollars for a package and it gets more difficult and you have to be more, I guess, uh, like your pricing has to be more aggressive, like lower whenever you're in an industry like float where you're not selling necessarily two to three to $4,000 packages the way that you would um, in other industries, unless you are are doing that, unless you're finding well, ways to sell those packages. Yeah. So it, yeah, I mean, we do, uh, it, we have very unique pricing strategies um, for our business. We do not discount. That's, and I try to tell people, you know, I've had multiple businesses. I know how this whole process works and, mm-hmm. You can incentivize certain things, but you should really, if you do discount, you should try to make sure that that's as far down the funnel as possible and it's hidden, right? So like it doesn't show to the base public. The problem is with that is that it's possible still that that content could get out to the public, at least start to leak. And then once you start discounting your services, people start to expect that as this point. And that's, we don't ever, 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 incentivize booking or purchasing any services at a discount at float light. But here's the thing that we do. And I've developed this technique that I've, that I've offered for free again to the float industry and and other industries too. It's called the powder keg strategy. And it's basically a a set of discipline over 12 months. And we use actually black Friday and small business Saturday uh, to generate its sales. And uh, in one day, uh, just this last year, we, you know, and and I guess you have to have some context, but an average day that just regular, uh, and this is this is just cash flow f- through the door. We don't count, we don't do our books on cash cash basis. We're accrual, so like we wait till okay. this is redeemed to then decide that this is what our profit is. So we have money sitting in the bank, but we don't actually look at that as profit because it's a way, it's a discipline thing. Like I said, you know, it's to prevent us from being stupid and like spending all this money because we think we have it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, 
we generated about $55,000 in one day. Um, and our, and an average ticket for a float center is anywhere between 1500 to 3000 a day. So, yeah. And that was just based on, that was a discounting strategy and, uh, it was a lot of money that was put into Facebook. Um, yeah, it was discounted, but you guys don't discount often. So it was more or ever. So it's significantly more successful because it doesn't actually come around. Like you, you literally won't be discounting it after that day. Right. Exactly. And, um, and, and from the perspective of what we do, what, what I was doing with that project, uh, or what, with that technique is, um, you know, we would make it so that it was incentivized to buy more. So like, if you bought one, you'd get, they were in the form of gift cards in particular. So like yeah. movable service credit. So like you bought one, you got $5 off, you bought two gift cards, you got $10 off each. If you brought, bought three, you'd get $15 off each. So you can see it's like a five, then $20 off with more purchase than $45 off. And then if you bought four or more gift cards, it would be $20 off each. And so like the header and the marketing behind it was like $80 off. Yeah. 60 minute floats and 60 minute floats at the time we raised prices recently, but they were only $69. So it, it appeared to people, it was a psychological thing, you know, like they were like, Oh God, that's a damn good deal. (laughs) That they were going to have to pay for something, but they were like, Oh, it's almost like you're paying me sort of. So, uh, and that, that worked, but we did spend about $2,000, uh, in one day on Facebook. So yeah, but I mean, when you're if you do fifty five thousand, that's that's just okay. <laughs> yeah, well, if you saw my, I don't know if you if you do Facebook ads, but one of my favorite yeah. is the ROAS, so the return on ad spend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this this was like ridiculous. I, I mean, the return on ad spend per dollar spent on Facebook was like fifty to sixty bucks. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! But you ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and you know, we we spend about. <laughs> I probably spend about $15,000 on Facebook every year. So wow. do you, and you run all that? All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably nice. not. I, I probably not well enough anymore. I, I, I'm dreading having to get back on there and change stuff. So I've just kind of let it run. <laughs> let it be. Like my ad copies are like old and like they need to be refreshed and, you know, so like, you know how I got, I got my Facebook, um, ad representative calling me like, Hey, you know, we should sit down and like, (laughs) like I just haven't had time, but I'm just, I'm crazy, like busy. It's just insane. So like definitely important to hire, uh, somebody to help you do ads. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm like one of those types of people that are like, I, I just, it's hard for me to relinquish that particular task. I don't have a problem delegating responsibilities to my entire crew. Like my, my float center is fully operational. I technically don't have to be here anymore, which is great. You know? So if you read the book, the e-myth, it talks about how like you need to trust and, or you'll hate your business. And that that's where I'm at now, but you know, so I'm like, I'm not hating my business. I like, I have it all. It's automated. It's running every, all the tasks are being delegated. And, but there are these certain things like ad you know, advertising, like nobody knows how to do that unless you hire an ad agency or you're me. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate like coming um, and doing this for me today. Cause I, we, a lot of, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, a lot of it is the crowd slimming crowd therapy, those types of things. So this is kind of just a different side of it. Um, but what we'll do is I will cl- like clap a sentence. So I have a 
pre-recorded intro that we'll get put in here after we're done. But I'll say welcome to the show, Jonathan. Let's go ahead and start by telling listeners where you guys are located and what services you provide, which is pretty easy for you guys. Um, so you'll do that. And then it'll just be a series of questions just talking about the business. And um, we try to be as business focused as possible. And so not necessarily uh, most of the listeners are business owner, all of the listeners are business owners, or people that are like serious about getting into um, the industry of, uh, of like wellness clinics. So any including including floats. Uh, so we try to dive as deep as you're willing to go um, into like how much even like talking about the Black Friday and being able to generate that revenue and how many clients you guys serve things like that will be um, important anything you don't feel comfortable, um, just beat around the bush just <laughs> kind of go go a different route with the with the uh, question, if you sure. don't feel comfortable do it but it's none of it's that intrusive so. No, we're good. And like I said, I'm, I got nothing to hide. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Aside awesome. from like trade secrets. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I always, like, there's some owners that are like, I don't want to say anything about, I don't want them to know anything about business. And I always say, I'm like the, the issue or not the issue, the thing with anything that you would consider a trade seeker or something that works in your business is that without a plan, no one can execute it. Like they yeah. can, you, you can tell them about your plan all day. Like you can say, this is how we do it. And this is the things we do. But at the end of the day, like if they don't actually know how to execute it and put it into play, then like it's, it literally means nothing to some, to another business, but yeah. Um, and before you get started, I just want to say yeah. if you're assistant too, cause like I've, I get calls from so many people all the time about, Hey, you want to come on my podcast? Yeah. Uh, we want to come and film at your business. And I've kind of learned a little bit about how a lot of these ad agents is actually genius marketing, yeah. but like a lot of them are like a, a, a bait and switch type operation where they're like, Oh, we'll interview for you for five minutes and then send you this, this offer for $2,000. And, you know, we've had this conversation on, on our industry forum. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't fall for that kind of stuff. Like yeah. genuinely will actually want to talk to you. So I just appreciate you having me here and uh, uh, also apologize to your assistant if I made it sound like I was like skeptical at first. But. No, no, no. And that, I think it's fair because ultimately like what we do is the first we do the, the podcast where we want to know like, what do you do? How do you do? And if there is an area where you need help, we don't, we don't even talk about it on the podcast. They usually like somebody would reach out like, oh, like, hey, you said this. How would I implement that? Then we'll do a consulting call. And then so we do have a program for um, different businesses but we don't actually market it through the podcast because yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever heard through um uh, of cryocon before uh, I, I don't offer cryotherapy services yeah, so, so I, probably not but they do they had a float there um but they it's just a big convention and, and something that owners really liked about it is they got to enter like not interview but really talk to other business owners about their struggles what's going on how they how they were successful in certain things or failed in certain things and there was really nothing that that provided that for their industry and so we started doing it and it's it's honestly been really fun and it's good content for us so i i like to yeah. i like to do it no no um, i i appreciate it and i think that you you approach it in a classy way that can't really complain and, and definitely like to be able to tell a story about our business and help others if i can yeah sweet awesome so i'll like i said i'll say three two one i'll clap and then um i'll say welcome to the show jonathan let's go ahead and tell the listeners then we'll we'll go from there here we go three two one Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Let's go ahead and start by telling listeners where you guys are located and what services you provide. Absolutely. So um, thank you for having me on the show. My name is Jonathan Rogue. I'm the owner of Float Light Float Center in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, we're a full-featured spa, but our primary service is flotation therapy. Uh, some people know it as sensory deprivation. 
uh, at our facility, which we just finished a, uh, an expansion to the facility itself, we have a total of four float tanks, uh, two float cabins, which are larger float tank uh, style tanks. And then we have two pods, which are more the traditional standalone units. Uh, we also offer uh, therapeutic services. We have two featured, I would say ther therapeutic massage suites, but we also offer Reiki uh, sound healing with uh, singing bowls and uh, uh, numerous other types of unique modalities. And two other services that we'll be offering here very shortly is contrast therapy, which is fire and ice. So that's cold water immersion and uh, a Norwegian sauna um, and heliotherapy as well. So the salt cave. Wow. That, that's really cool. So take me back to the beginning. Um, this is, you've been working on this for a while. When did you open and what was the main reason why you opened in the first place? Yeah. So, um, we've been, we've been in business now for five, just about five years has actually been four and a half from the time of this recording, but, um, we started off actually just, you know, kind of finding interest in floating, but realized that my, that people that we had in our family, uh, in particular on my side, not my wife's, but had floated back in the eighties and were like, wow, this has been a thing that long. So we started, my, my wife and I, we started researching the industry and realizing like there hasn't been a float center that has built or, you know, been built for years up until around 2012, where I would say the industry kind of gained a little bit of footing in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And obviously that's kind of the origin point of the of the, uh, the reinvigoration of the float industry. Um, so around that time, um, and it was probably about two years after that is when we first started doing research and we're like, wow, this is an emerging industry. There wasn't that many float centers. In fact, in the state of Wisconsin, where our float center is located, float light, there were no float centers and, or there were just some very backdoor kind of back alley operations that really, some of them didn't even have Google listings to give you an idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, so we were like, wow, this is something that we really should consider. There were some challenges because state and federal, you know, state regulation, health code, and also, you know, even at the national le level, float tanks weren't really recognized as a recreational use type device. They were mostly secluded to the research and scientific fields and maybe some operations like in Illinois, there was a float center. But so we had to kind of go through the process of dealing with the health, uh, the health department to figure out if this was a legitimate thing, which it was, but we needed to go jump through hoops there uh, to make sure it was safe. Um, and uh, took us a long time from point A to point B. You know, we started researching and working on this project, I would say at the end of 2013. Um, and uh, I went to the first conference. They had a float conference in 2015. Um, and that was very small, like yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. It's not a huge conference, very small. Um, but then I was, you know, of course I was even further inspired, um, 2016, we, we got the business plan in place, um, and, uh, went to several banks was turned down many times. Cause who gets in a big bathtub full of salt, right? <laughs> uh, we had one banker that believed in us and, uh, moved from one bank to the other. He was like, he greenlit the project, but then the last step was finding a location, which took us about a year and a half because we were just wow. unwilling to settle, on, you know, this stereotypical strip mall, like we had to have something unique and it had to be in our, like, you know, every city's got like a downtown, like yeah. most cities do. We wanted to be in that very one mile stretch of like a down, the downtown, like the creative district of our city. And we found something and it had a parking lot and it had about 
7,500 square feet and the wow. price was low. There was no tenant improvements, but we were planning on doing a complete remodel build out anyway, which we did. And um, we got the business up and running to start. Place was a beautiful place. Um, you know, I used a lot of my personal knowledge and skill in the IT industry um, and also programming and just general tinkering to kind of build and invent the business from within, you know, and uh, create systems and, and, you know, even from, from like how the place is lit, the atmosphere, it's a very unique place. You'd have to, you'd have to be here to understand it, but it's, it's not yeah. just a place where you come to float. It's a, it's like a, I usually like to call it a slice of paradise. It's like taking a vacation in your city. And it really wow. is like that. I would say, you know, if you walked into like a club in New York city, that was like really uniquely lit, that's probably what this looks like, but it's, it's less crazy. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you're walking into a dream. That's kind of how it so yeah, then we opened uh, at the beginning of 2018. We honestly, we had a business plan, you know, that we executed pretty straightforward. Um, we knew that there would have to be a lot of education that put in. So we spent a lot of money um, on advertising, but that all paid off. You know, we spent a lot of money on Facebook ads, uh, Google uh, AdWords and, and YouTube campaigns and display ads. Um, and we even did some traditional marketing, less you know, less print, but sometimes print, especially with like our local health and wellness, you know, magazine type service that most cities have. And um, after the first year, uh, we got lucky. We got some, we got some like local viral stuff that was happening, which was great. Like yeah. from a newspaper, got a lot of attention. Like this is the first float center that offers this weird floating thing. <laughs> and um, it was, a, it, you know, just like any other startup business, it was kind of a slow trickled start. But we found success in the first year, had an amazing holiday sale. And uh, from there, it's just been, it's been yeah. very, very successful. I mean, the business works. It, it does, but it, not every float center can do this. I mean, you got to obviously execute it properly. There's a lot to go through. But I think that just with the skill my wife and I have, and uh, also the way that we executed it, we were able to succeed and pay off our initial investment. Um, and then um, now we, you know, we took out another... SBA loan. And now we're on what we call phase two, which actually within six months, we've already paid. So wow. uh, it does generate, it just generate. And uh, we just continue to expand. It's really what yeah. we're doing. So y'all, you guys are operating out of 7,500 square foot. That's a big, big space. Yeah, That's a big space. That's awesome. And that has that luxury. So yeah. yeah, for sure. I know most of the facilities I'm talking to, they're, they're working out of 1200, 1500, 2000 square foot facilities. So 7,500 is definitely um, on the bigger side for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how many clients are you guys serving right now um, on a monthly basis, would you say? Um, so like many other businesses, we do have a, a membership model. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we have, we have, currently taken through over 10,000 for the first time, over 10,000 first time guests wow. through the facility and have just reached nearly 30,000 services total. Um, our retention rate, because we have a very unique system of actually getting clients to come back in, um, is about 40 to 50%. So of wow. everyone that comes in, about 40 to 50% of those people come back, which I, I, I don't know the statistics in particular, but that sounds good to me. Yeah, that's high. It's worked. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and from that point, because we get people to come back, we haven't even pitched a membership yet. So what's different about my business is that if you were to look up Floatlight online, you'll not find a single 
inch of or any comment about a membership program because see we decided to do things differently like you know bigger spas you know and i won't say any names but there are some national franchises that try to incentivize people come in for like a massage for instance at a discount mm-hmm. but see what's the incentive then to come back and continue to do that massage other than well yeah you got to take care of your health but you know it should be the opposite in my opinion i should want to seek out your service cuz i need help but then you say to me afterwards, well, here, we'll give you a, a discount if you come back. Yeah. Instead of discounting the first one and saying, now the next one's higher. And then after that second one, well, you've already redeemed that second one. The, the third option then from that point is, is, well, now we have this membership, which is exclusive and by invitation only. See, and you make the membership feel like it's an exclusive program that's truly offered by invitation because you can't find it online. So with that, I call it a funnel or a flow, a system flow. You know, people come in at their own volition. They pay the price of the service and that's their decision. And we, we won't budge on that. Mm. And then we say, well, thanks for visiting. We appreciate you coming. And here's a gift on your next visit. We discount that one. They come back, they experience the service. They're like, wow, this was great again. And then we say, we give them an invitation card and we explain the program. And then from that point, they can join and, and you know, we don't pressure anyone because this is not that type of environment that's conducive to pressure sales. But when they come back the third time, that's when they can choose. Do you pay full price or do you get the significant discount off that membership that we have mentioned to you on that second visit? So anyone that comes in for the third visit is technically like what you would call like a hot lead or somebody yeah. that really should continue to, that we know that is likely to come back and continue the service. And not, you know, I would say maybe seven out of 10 people usually, you know, usually join because it's like they're saving money. They're saving like 30 bucks on the service. So our memberships are very high. And uh, from a business perspective, that's monthly income that's coming in. Yeah. The recurring revenue that kind of gives you the baseline in your business so that you don't, you're not going out and desperate for money every single month, you have this kind of baseline that helps you. And now you're able to kind of build on top of that. Yeah. And you know, this is what I found about business too. And and just, just kind of going into like the speaking to people and getting on their level. Like we, they know we're a family business because we are, we're not a franchise. We, my wife and I invented the name. She's an artist. She created the logo, which then I vectorized and, and, and we just, we built it from the ground up. So when we talk to people, we talk to them like we're real people. We're like, yeah, the, the, the monthly membership that you're considering joining helps us because it helps us. I say exactly what you just said. I said, it helps us understand where we're going to be next month. Yeah. And people, and that's how we've always operated. You know, we, we talk to people like, like human beings and like, you know, and, and they really get it, you know, and how many memberships do you guys have right now on a, on a monthly basis? Yeah. So we're, we're talking, um, about six to 700 members at $59. Wow. That's awesome. And so is that one float a month? Is that how it works? Yeah. So we, we offer one, it's not just a flow. We offer one service credit once per month at, yeah. at a $59 price point. That service credit never expires. It doesn't have to be used in that month. So it rolls over. Uh, it can be used on any service. So floating, it can be used on equal value massage, or you can pay the difference if there's something you know unique like a deep tissue or any other service. It can be transferred or shared with anyone. 
And we even make it simple. You can turn those into gift cards because nice. the honest truth is, is that if you have service credits and you give them to people, you're, you're offering the service to someone else. Yeah. So I always tell the flow family, like that's the name of the program, um, that they have the power to discount the service for first time guests. <laughs> so, makes sense. so they can give it to somebody to come in. For so the first think time. about it like this. It's we're creating a system of ambassadors. Mm that are out there in the world selling the service for us. And yeah. I even be honest with them. I'm like, there's, there's no amount of money I could spend in marketing. That's not what's better than what my guests can do for us anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that sure. should be the mentality of everyone. I mean, I know it's cliche at this point, but word of mouth is the best form of marketing. And, 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 you know, there are things that I always tell business owners they should be doing. Like before a guest leaves, set them up with programming, always have a programming uh, option for them before they go and always greet them when they come in and greet them when they leave. And when you, what it means by greeting them when they leave, it means like walk them out, you know, like yeah. talk to them and, and always ask like, Hey, if you feel like what we're doing here is a great thing and you'd like to help us out as a small business, well, I have an automated email that gets sent out that automatically links to the G page. Right. So like they can offer a review on Google. Yeah. How many reviews do you guys have? You should, you should look it up, man, but I'll, I'll tell it up you right now, just type in float light on Google. We have 625 stars. 620. That's a record. That's a record. I haven't seen 620. <laughs> and it's mind blowing. I can't even believe that we've been able to maintain the five star aggregate. Yeah. If you go through it, you'll see a couple weird ones like one stars. <laughs> yeah, but like they're like people that have never been there. Oh, like we've had some up. guests who who they weren't even our guests. We had one person that parked in our lot, and we we're like, "Hey, we're running out of parking spaces," and they like, and and it was like some person was like, was like talking to my wife. She's they're like, "Hey, honey, I'm a park here," and and then my wife was like, "We can't be parked there," and then they went and called her a rude nurse on Google. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and some people, you know, it, with any business, you get people that are irritated because we followed our own policy that we gave you multiple chances to understand and get mad because yeah. we, them. but you know, like it, maintaining this five-star rating has a lot to do with that, that messaging that we give them. We tell yeah. them, Hey, and you have 527 on, on Facebook. So at mm -hmm. a five-star rating, so over a thousand reviews between the two. Yeah. And we've won many awards too. So uh, Google has reached out to us. Um, they've actually came here to film uh, three about three and a half months ago, and it's going to be on their Google business YouTube page. Um, oh. And uh, that was a free thing. They didn't ask us. They were just like, we're looking for the best of the best. And they just, they just went out. It was actually Google too. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't like some weird scam. They came out, they they were just like, get to know the business and like, how has Google My Business helped us? And like, we we explained like, yeah, Google My Business definitely helps. Like you want to talk yeah. about marketing, this is free. Just yeah, that's what I was, I was going to ask you, like going into the marketing, because I think something that you were talking about that's unique is that you guys don't offer a first time discount. And so running ads through paid ads is can still be effective, but it's just going to look a little bit different than it would if you're offering a first time offer or um, a, a discount a first time offer. And so does a lot of your guys business come, would you say most of the business new business comes from the Google side of things like your Google, my business page or Google's Google business profile, what it's called now? Yeah. So um, website. It, it, it really does come from both. And to be honest, I feel like it comes mostly from Facebook. Yeah. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what my perspective is. I feel like 
And don't get me wrong. I think that in some industries, it's important to offer a discount, but you should only have to offer an incentive based on price. If you have a competitor who you're trying to compete against. Yeah. Because the float, do you feel like that's not, I mean, how many float float spas are there in the U S do you know? Uh, probably about seven or 800. Yeah. So in other industries, like say it's a gym, right? Like you you have to be competitive. Yeah. Right, right. right. And, and we do have a competitor locally. We have one that's located about five or six miles from us. But, you know, it's, I, I really can't even speak and wholeheartedly say that that's really competition because I just don't feel like they're at our level and I don't speak yeah. negatively or yeah. disparage anyone. But like until they've gotten to the point where they're like, this is what we're able to do, yeah. they exist in their own little ecosystem. And hopefully I think that from their perspective, their clients don't ever learn about us <laughs> or <laughs> see, I, what I can see is that they do discount, yeah. but see, I'm not willing to do that yeah. because there's no reason to lower the cost of the service for somebody that's already interested in experiencing the service. And that has no, uh, that has no frame of reference for how much the service would normally cost anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stop people from calling us like, hey, do you guys offer a first-time discount? Because that's been programmed. And what we've actually say to people is, is, is that, yeah, the, there's, the first-time price is $89 or $79 for 60 minutes. So that's your first-time price. We yeah. don't actually say, you know, and this is, this again, this is all psych- psychology. When somebody asks for something, you don't say, no, that's not what we offer. Because they're going to get off the phone. Yep. You try to spin it on them. You know, be like, oh, yeah. Uh, so do you guys offer a first-time discount? Yeah, we offer a first-time float. And in their mind, they're like, oh, well, oh, yeah, that's basically what I asked for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just, you just kind of turn it and, you know, you try to eliminate price as the option. They want to experience this. Let them experience it. Because like I told you, here's the way you get people to continue to do it. You offer them an incentive to come back and there's no obligation. Your yeah. next visit automatically is discounted. Yeah. It's do you guys do a, so it, they do the first time for $79 in the memberships. Do they have the option to come more than one time a month or how does Absolutely. like, so yeah. would that be a higher membership cost? No. So let me explain. So, so $59 a month. And if they come back and do another float, it lowers to 49. Interesting. So it actually incentivizes you come more than once a month. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole point. Uh, So people have the ability to utilize the service and it never expires as long as you're an active member. And we have people who are on the membership that has that haven't come in for over a year. Wow. What we think is happening is, is that they are. Well, first of all, they love the service, but they just love us as a business. And I almost feel like they're they're like a Patreon. They're like a patron. Yeah saying like they're on that membership tier of Patreon that like some people may actually give somebody that they truly believe in $50 a month that they may not be even, uh, uh, you know, uh, consuming their content, but they just want to support that person. And yeah, I feel like a lot of these people do that for us. Yeah. Do you know what your usage rate is like percentage wise out of say 500, 500, 600 members, what percentage of those people are coming on a month to month basis? Almost all of them, there is a good, I would say about 10 or 15% of people that don't come. Gotcha. On a regular basis. Yeah. And, and they're still active. Um, now, since we have a high volume membership rate, like or a high amount of memberships, we do have the 
continual um, calls to cancel. And, you know, that's yeah. just the reality of it. It feels bad because like you got to get over it. Like, oh, my heart hurts each time. Yeah. Cancels. But, you know, they have legitimate reasons people move and see when they cancel. We don't like tell them, oh, you're screwed now. You don't have any credits left. We actually give them 365 days to use or consume the credits and or give them to some. Somebody. We yeah. really want these people to tell another person. Like I said, if they tell somebody that's never done it, the best lead in the world. Yeah, oh. for sure. Because they are they trust their friend. Like trust you don't have to, friend. especially in Float, where like maybe a lot of people don't know it. They don't know the benefits of it. They've maybe seen it on a TV show or something like that, but like they haven't actually thought about experiencing it. And so when their friend comes in and tells them, like, hey, you should do this, then now it's giving them kind of that that go ahead to go and try that service out um, for the first time. It's the same with us. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Like if somebody's like, Hey, I have this thing here, you can go try it. It's really worth it. Other than finding our ad or, or even me talking to you in person, like you don't know who I am. Yeah. So that trust is super important, especially in floating, because think about it. There are people that are scared to do this. I'll be honest with you. They're like, I'm never going to do that. So like we make it even better. Like, so if somebody buys a gift card for a float, we give them the ability to utilize that on really any service. Like, so like here, you know, you can use it on a float, but you can also use it on a massage. Yeah. We, we code gift cards as one 60 minute float. We just use that as a backup. So like we don't sell gift cards in dollar amounts. We will do that, but like, that's a, usually a special request over the phone or in store, but we sell services on gift cards as actual service credits. Like a single service credit. Correct. And the reason for that is, is because it uh, it protects pricing. Uh, uh, it protects a lot of different things. It, it makes them kind of it makes them kind of focused on a service that we're trying to push at the time. And uh, because floating is a non practitioner based service, the cost of an average float is less than if you were to offer like a massage, like a spouse to split the massage because you got to pay the massage therapist. And yeah, I float. You don't have to do that. No, but <laughs> the tank doesn't. You know, doesn't have those requirements. There is a lot of maintenance that goes into it, though. I must admit. Yeah. And there is a passion to taking care of these tanks uh, yeah. that you have to commit to. So, yeah. Do you guys sell like any packages or anything like that? Or is it primary? The the membership is really the bread yeah, and butter so for you I've guys? heard I've heard about uh, float spas and other spas successfully executing package deals. Um, but again, I'm very cautious about that. If I was to do it, it would be after the first float still if it was discounted. Now, Again, there has to be some context. Why discount if they don't have a frame of reference to begin with? Um, but we do offer unique packages, and I'll explain how this works. We offer a package called a flotage float journey. It's a combination of a massage and a float. But here's the thing. We also offer float packages. Now, we do offer a three float pack, but it's a very minor percentage off. It's like 10, 10% or something. Yeah, yeah. But but how we frame the flotage float journey is because in people's minds they have this perspective that everything is already discounted. Yeah. So they just buy the flotage float journey package or they could do the math and they're just like, well it just works anyway. I like the name of it. But there's no discount. <laughs> there's no discount. It's just and a lot of people buy it. In fact, it's one of our most popular gift cards is the flotage float journey. Yeah. But they never question it being discounted or not. They're just like this is what I want. But it's actually a full price float and a full price massage on one gift card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just psychology of a buyer, though. But see, this is this is why it's funny to a lot of people because they have this perception, and maybe to you, and maybe not. Um, but they have a perception that a package is or ought to be discounted. 
But yeah. whoever said that a package is a discount? Yeah. A package is just a bundle. Yeah, it's just a bundle of something together. Right. There's no in, inherent need to discount a package. Like, so when I start explaining to people, like, you don't have to discount the services, like just put them in a package and see if people buy them. And if they yeah. don't, then yeah, you got something wrong. And now in a competitive industry, I would say it would make no sense to do that if your competitor is like, oh, I got a package that's like 25% off. So that if we're undercutting you, unfortunately, that's the market you're in. But yeah. I would still say there is a strategy to keeping your prices slightly higher than your competitor because yeah. in the buyers in buyer psychology there's especially when it comes to service based industries the higher priced services usually appear to people as the, though they are higher quality and most yeah. of the time they probably are because you are investing more in the guest experience and all these other things which yeah, we definitely I always like when I'm talking to some of my clients, it's like, don't rush to the bottom. That's the goal isn't to rush to the bottom. The goal is to be able to have competitive pricing. It doesn't have to be the lowest, but it can't be triple what you're, what the person next door is doing. Cause that's, that's just ridiculous, but perceived value is a real thing. And so if somebody is charging $85 for a service and somebody charging 125, then a lot of times a buyer will have a higher perceived value of the 125 and they'll go with it. And then on top of that is like you said, they're able to reinvest more into what they deliver to the customer versus the other one that is barely getting by because they're they're racing to the bottom. And oh. I, I think you see that in like I think a gym industry is a really good example of that is for years and years and years, it was a race to the bottom with the plane of fitnesses and the LA fitness and 24 hour fitness. And then you have Orange Theory and F45 come in here with these $150, $200 memberships. And people started flocking to them because now their experience has been so much enhanced. It's become an actual experience to be a part of a gym, to be a part of a community. And so people are willing to pay the price, the, the higher price for it. And I think it's that it's not just the gym industry. It's literally in the industry is if you create an experience, if you create an environment that people want to be in, that they value, then you can charge more because of that. And if if you're if it makes you nervous, like typically when people are pricing, and I I literally I have a video over this with my clients is like the, typically the way they price is like, okay, what is the competitor um, pricing? They look at all the services that are that are included, they match that price, and then they go ten percent lower so that they can be competitive in the market. But then what it does is now you devalue yourself, you devalue the customer, you devalue the experience, and you're barely breaking even, and your business business becomes miserable. And so I, I do think there's a ba a balance. I do think in in competitive industries, doing first time offers and marketing in that way is very effective and works and is needed. But I also do believe that don't give your service away because it's going to end up ruining your business. You're going to hate your business. Um, and you're not going to have the profit that you desire. Like everyone at the end of the day, like entrepreneur, like, Oh, like I'm passionate about this and that's why I do that. But yes, th that's true. In, in one sense, but the other sense is like, you're doing this to make money as an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Like we are money. We want to make money. That is a part of it. And so don't, don't give it away for nothing. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, and I agree wholeheartedly and and not and to put one more point on top of that you're actually devaluing your particular industry and yeah. you know you might not necessarily get along with your competitor in some cases you might hate them but it's not good to hate anyone you know you should <laughs> do the cooperation the what do they call it it's called coopetition because if you can seriously get on the competitor's level and i'm in the i, I have another business i'm in the car washing industry and there's a car wash right down the street mm -hmm. you know like I don't hate them, even though they back 
a, cu- a couple of years ago, they I have this big blow up dinosaur, and they're like, it doesn't take balloons to wash cars. But I looked at that as a funny joke. <laughs> like they were playing off off all of us. So it's just fun fun times. But like, don't devalue the 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 service. Try to price it at least the same, and it it's not doing you any good, and it's going to make your competitor like the hell can you not just please be the same price or you can charge more or maybe slightly less but don't don't go and cut and and uh and cut the bottom off the entire thing it's not going to do you any good and then you're gonna this is this is another thing i'm sure you've probably heard of uh like the the groupon strategy where we get a lot of businesses in our industry that 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 get hooked into this groupon thing and they i know we don't know you're on the same page i uh, groupon (laughs) is is a virus that needs to be eliminated, uh, but it can destroy businesses. It can destroy marketplaces, like complete markets in cities can be destroyed by the idea of Groupon because then that becomes the price point. So if Groupon does, you do somebody does this huge campaign, they're gonna sell. You're gonna sell tons of Groupons. Trust me, and you're gonna be like, oh, I got all this money, but you really don't. You know, yeah, like you got to provide service and all that. I think a massage industry is like a perfect example of Groupon destroying the industry and price points. Because if you go in Groupon at any point, you can find a $49 hour long massage. And like it's kind of restructured. If if you see a price over $70 for a massage, like people are like, oh, no, like I'll go to Groupon and get it for 50. Um, and so that's that's an industry that's really available been- on Groupon. Then they just go right back to the business. Yeah. And thankfully for us, like and also the competitor that I have locally, they haven't they haven't stooped to that point. Yeah. I'm I'm thankful. Like I'm thankful because if that ever were to happen, it would suck. And then they'd also probably go out of business because, you know, like a lot of businesses don't run their business. Like I do, like I'm on a cruel, a lot of people do it cash basis. So like their sales are literally how much money they take through the door in a given month. Yeah. I don't actually count the profits or earnings until the service is redeemed because I don't want to pay the IRS tons of money for fifty thousand dollars in gift cards I do in one day that I did last year when all those services haven't even been redeemed. Been redeemed. Yeah. 100%. And it might take years for that to happen. So uh it's just a strategy. And like I said, you know, um I actually really enjoy the 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 intricate details of like how to market the business. There's there's a lot to it and 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 we do provide an experience, like you mentioned. Um, if you came here and you could see it, it, it's it's like you're being transported to another world. And that's how it was created. That's how we built this place. So I often say, I'm like, a lot of people don't even come here to float. They come here because of, well, you'd have to get to know the guides. We call ourselves float guides. But the float guides are like personal therapists, first of all. Yeah. And that's, love that. But people also come here because of the atmosphere. There's no place like this. And and sometimes I feel like people are part of the membership or the program or just come here because they want to be here. They just want to be in the facility. That's and, awesome. you know, so even people that get out of the tank that are like, yeah, that really wasn't for me. They still are happy with the experience, even though they yeah. smell. And that I think is what every business should strive to do. Come up with systems to make it an experience because people won't complain about it then. Even if they hate the service, they'll say, wow, that was different. And they're really trying. And I can see why all these other people are saying it. And then you have this like snowball effect where nobody is going to want to ever talk negatively about you because they look like a crazy person, right? Yeah, because everybody else is, is being positive. Right. So follow that trend and it works. Yeah. So right now, what would you say is the weakest spot in your business? If there's something that you, if you're taking a 30,000 foot overview of your business, um, what's a spot that you definitely could improve in? Gosh, man. I, uh, I would say it probably has to do with my 
my particular workload. Um, and that's probably my own consequence. It's probably a consequence of mine uh, trying to be too much of an entrepreneur. Yeah. There is a such thing, you know, be careful. For sure. Re- read the book, The E-Myth. It's, it's actually like, I think it's cliche to mention this at this point, but it is a necessary read because it's like explaining to you that you can't burn yourself out. And if you do burn yourself out, you'll start to hate what you do and you'll hate yeah. your business. But that would that'd probably be the business's weakest thing is like my availability to do things like, you know, I, I know I talk about like, you know, my success with Facebook ads, but here's the truth. And I, I almost felt, sound like I'm, I'm in like a uh, um, an AA meeting or something. Like, <laughs> I admit that I haven't spent much time on Facebook ads platform in the last three months. And it's probably gone down the hole a little bit because yeah. I refresh the ad copies. So like, you know, don't be ashamed if you got to hire someone, you know? And, you know, I think that I need to sometimes relinquish that and put a little bit more trust into outside entities. Um, so that would be, it's probably my biggest critique is like being able to find people that I trust and, and my crew can definitely do the job. But you know, when it comes to specialized stuff like advertising, it's, it does take a a game. It it does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So if you could go back in time um, and talk to yourself when you first started, uh, what advice would you give yourself? I would give myself, I would probably tell myself that I should, I should trust my instinct first instead of, I have a lot of role models. Yeah. Uh, In particular, my parents, of course, you know, they're, they're, uh, I'm a second generation business owner of my own business invention. So like I don't run their existing business. Yeah. So it's a different than second generation owner of the same business, but same they business, for sure. Right. They give me a lot of financial advice and they come from a uh um they come from, you know, that generation highly conservative, don't spend a lot of money and also try to control the cost of labor for instance. And those things are true. Like you do need to be conservative. You need to manage your books and you need to make sure that you control labor, but like, don't do it to the detriment where you start to destroy your crew because you have to save money on labor. Like let your crew, sometimes it's going to cost money to run the business. And if, especially during slow times in particular, like with my industry, the float center here, like we're, we are in the slow season. There's no question about it. Uh, The summertime people tend to go outside, they travel all these different things. So we have to find clever ways of managing the float center. Um, or, or getting the getting business, or if we're like super slow where we don't really have many bookings, we'll just do fun things. Yeah. So like I literally gift my crew the ability to work and have fun. And that turns out to build a morale that's greater than anything. Now in the beginning, it was different. And I was following a lot of those pieces of advice, but, but uh, now it's changed. Like we've, we've built this like internal culture of, employees, our crew, our float guides, where people love this place. And, you know, if you're looking at the labor market right now, one of the reasons why people are quitting their jobs is because they just don't like the place that they work. It has nothing to do with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're trying to create an environment that is that you want to come to work. You want to be part of this thing. It's more than just a business where I make money. It's a thing that really matters. And that's the great thing about the health and wellness industry in general yeah. Instead of opening up like some random store, like you are helping people improve themselves and the stories that you can hear from that and the inspiration that comes out of that is so rewarding. 
there's really no amount of money that can that can substitute that and and it's great to help people so yeah awesome sweet man well i really really appreciate all the insight today i'm sure um the listeners learned a ton from you uh if they wanted to check out your business and learn more about it where would they be able to do that yeah so um i mean if you are truly local to wisconsin you know it's worth taking the trip to float light i have people who drive all around the midwest to just come here for the service so if you're from the midwest any of the surrounding states make it a trip there's great hotels um we're located in appleton you can look us up online at floatlight.com if you're international listener or or from any of the 50 states outside the midwest check out our youtube page that's uh, youtube.com slash floatlight and uh, we've kind of created the documentary series of all of the popular media over the last 30 years, um, including a Simpsons clip from 97, where Homer Simpson gets in a float tank and Lisa, and they go on this wild journey. And uh, we've been fortunate to have like about 4 million views on that one, but we'd love to improve that number because it's cool to share that content and may get you a little interested in floating too. So yeah. Awesome. And, th- and thank you, Trevor, for having me. It really was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Sweet, man. I really appreciate it. That was, that was awesome. I love what you're doing there. Um, I actually, cause a lot of times we work in the, the cryotherapy realm more so than this. And so this is the first time that I've talked to somebody in the, the float light, uh, or float therapy. So it's just interesting hearing your perspective and, um, Absolutely. what you guys are doing. I would love to, um, learn more about, cause I, like I said, I don't even have, I would be lying to say like, I would could help you in your Facebook advertising or anything like that, because I, I, I haven't done it before. Um, but I have done like Facebook ads for pretty much every wellness type cryotherapy chiropractic. I owned a gym for four years. I've done all of that. And so I'd be interested to like, look at, um, for free, of course, just to like, so I could get, um, some experience in it to look at your ads and see if like I could help improve those and create, cause it'd be cool if, I mean, if I, if I'm able to crack that code, then maybe I, I start, well, I can, uh, I'll, I'll, I can throw you on the business manager. If you have some time, you can take a look at it. Yeah. That'd be I awesome. mean, I'd be happy to do that, you know, and if you have any suggestions, like I said, I'm not an unsellable person. Yeah. Uh, so I can be sold services. It's just, it's just, it really depends. Like, you know, I, first of all, when I, when I get sold things, I'm usually and a lot of the time I can speak the language of a, of a marketing agency. And when they're like, oh, we'll create a funnel. And I'm like, I already have a funnel. I know what to do. Um, if, unless they have like a genius idea, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. And I think that I actually have a treasure trove of content. Like I'll tell you this much, like I have videos upon videos. I have, I have other influencers in my network, in my, in, in my industry that send me stuff for free marketing agencies. Wow send me copy because they want me to play it so that they can use what I show on my Facebook as an example for their clients. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, a lot of people, they give me stuff, but I don't expect anything from anyone. <laughs> they yeah, just, for sure. free. but, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I'd be happy to onload you if you have any thoughts, man, but I can tell you this, if there's one thing I could, I could help you. You're definitely a genuine dude. Like I, I don't see you trying to scam anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know that no, I don't do that, but I, I have to say it because there's a lot of people out there that try to really like, you know, I, I actually got into this because I, I got screwed probably about $20,000 worth when I ran my gym. Um, I opened it right out of college. I was 20 years old and hired multiple agencies um, and just really yeah. ran me dry. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. Ended up doing it. And then I started helping other people do it. And then 
the fact that you're later. that you were in the health and wellness industry as an owner that I think makes a difference because like you didn't come from a marketing background to start, yeah. so that, that helps. But I could definitely introduce you to the industry. I mean, there are there is a need for somebody that that can help, and we have a whole industry forum, and there are people that would probably utilize your service if you got if you gained inspi- inspiration from it. Yeah. I will tell you this though, people really like to see people that are helping us like experience the float. So <laughs> you should try it I if need you to go do it. Yeah, I need to go yeah, do. It. Like, I'm in yeah. Dallas, so I'm sure there's a float center around me. Yeah, there's a true rest. That's a franchise. Um, I'm friends with that. I'm friends with the uh, the CEO, so like uh, Mandy Rowe. She's she's amazing, and they have like 65 locations. So you want to talk wow. about successful float centers, I'd say that is, but that's also like modeled after massage envy. So like totally different than what we're doing. Different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I need to go try it. I'm going to go I try know. it. Cause I did that in the industry with Carl Slimming, Carl therapy. I actually went and before I even started marketing for people, I went to 20 different stores and tried their services, learned about them. And just so I could help more than just marketing the sales, all of that side of it. So definitely get in there and you have a partner experience. business idea I can throw in here. Yeah. So if you want to take a look at what I'm doing on my yep. side, let me, let me pull. Like I said, though, man, I haven't been in this. I haven't had time to sit down and really, uh, but I do spend a lot of money on Facebook. So like you, you're <laughs> my, there. my, yeah, my, my return on ad spend isn't probably great. You know, I do have funnels though. I, I am tracking the pixel. Um, I am using Facebook API to, um, in Zapier to integrate data. So sales events, um, and booking events over the platform. So it is tracking that I have some duplication errors because I'm tracking both pixel and I'm sending that event data, but I have not figured out a way to fix the deduplication. If you're familiar with what that is. Yeah, I I am. Um, So like, yeah, I have some issues you'll probably see, but like I said, you know, if, if anything um, we can kind of go from there, I'll throw that number in there. Okay, sweet. Sounds good. I appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. I got to hop off. I got a noon uh, call as well, but we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, Trevor. See you, John.